Welcome back to uh, to you and to me, boys and girls. It is week 10 of the 2022 edition of the Carlin Crappy Show, week nine of the college football season. It's funny how it works out that way. Yes. And um, we are at, uh, no pun intended right there, we are at one of my favorite weeks of the season. And Carla, I, I believe yours as well, yes. judging from what our our apparel is yes so and we'll get there we'll, we will yes <laughs> we will we will get there we um, are and we will <laughs> right <laughs> we as soon as i came out of my mouth i'm like ah. Oh, <laughs> i'm convert no i'm not converting you that's what makes this week fun <laughs> um but i am very glad you are back thank you thank for you last, last week was fun got to sit in the, in the driver's seat for a week but man mm-hmm. i don't i don't envy your shoes after uh, doing that for one week i'm like yeah no I can't you and guys you you guys uh, did a great show um <laughs> and uh and i have a couple of things to reference uh from it when we uh as we go through the schedule this week but um now I was I was super impressed and and I super appreciate I'll I'll explain what's going on but um for right now let's talk about college football uh yes. as we do before we look ahead it is the tradition here to look back um and there was there was a lot of fun stuff last weekend once again uh Carla what got your attention last weekend well I mentioned this at the end of the show last week um we were talking about the Penn State game last week. That, um, I had family in town um, last mm-hmm. weekend, and so my football watching was very sporadic. Okay, um, and most of my analysis is off of the Penn State game, which I watched with my watched most of it with my dad. Sure. Um, so obviously, I'm going to hold those notes until we get to um, the big game later. Um, but so otherwise, outside of that, what I saw, um, Texas Oklahoma State lived up to expectations. That game was silly fun. Uh-huh. Um, UCLA Oregon really didn't um like we <sighs> hyped the hell out of that game and yes. like that was not even like that was Oregon's game from start to finish like it wasn't the final I, score does not show how much Oregon dominated that game uh, um Bo, Bo Nick's best day as a college football quarterback maybe possibly. yeah I I think you can make that argument pretty clearly um because to the extent of like we all had that game like this is the game. Mm-hmm. I turned that mm-hmm. game on and we shut it off at the start of the third quarter okay. um, and changed and games because yeah, that you game didn't, was just you didn't need game. to see anything else. No. Um, which was surprising to me. Um, I also saw the first half of Syracuse and Clemson, mm-hmm. um, which lived up to expectations. Syracuse definitely looks the part of a contender, even though they lost. I'm going to go ahead and say Syracuse is good. That yeah. was, that was sort of the question you guys had last week. And yeah. Um, uh, uh, Clemson, uh, to, to briefly touch on my ACC thing, Clemson looks more and more the part. Um, yeah. e- even with, with DJU having the, the lousy day that he had, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that's that team, uh, it's, they, they just, they make progress, uh, every week and, and, uh, it's, it's impressive so far, but, but Syracuse. Yeah. For real. I think. Yeah. I think so too. Um, we'll talk more about them a little bit, mm-hmm. um, or I will, um, towards the end of the show. Um. And then I did have a weekend was so bonkers. I don't even remember what happened. And mostly it's because I didn't see what happened. Okay. I was keeping tabs on this. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that South Carolina beat Texas A&M. Um, and, and the most. There is that. About, there is that. That happened, right? 30 yes. to 24. The difference in that game. You can argue this was the difference in the game. South Carolina returned the opening kickoff 100 yards mm-hmm. for a score. Mm-hmm. And the final margin was six. You're saying that, uh, see, a touchdown is worth six points, and then, uh, okay, I got it. I think I, I understand where you're coming right. from here. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about Texas A&M in a bit, too. Um, <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that was one of those games that kind of flew under the radar, unless you're a fan of the SEC, and then it definitely was on your radar. Um, but, yeah, that was a game that kind of got, for me, got lost in the shuffle until I went back and looked at it later. Yeah, a little bit. That yes. was a thing. Um, yes, it was a thing and it was a big deal. Okay. So that was okay. my weekend kind of other than the Penn State game, which I'll talk about later. We uh, yes, um we we will do that. Yes. <laughs> um I, I I 
getting a chance to see Ohio State play Iowa was something I've really been anticipating uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, Why? Just I, I'm I am not well. Let me. Uh, we'll just we'll go ahead and stipulate that. Uh, first, uh, uh, probably the best defense. Uh, although I, I'm not sure about this weekend. Um, but statistically, the best overall defense that we're going to see this year, um, and and you know, I was curious about what Ohio State's offense would do with that. Second, I think this is the best benchmark, the best kind of first and best opportunity to to make sort of an apples and apples comparison to the team uh, in Ann Arbor. Um, and on that latter thing, I think Ohio State acquitted itself very well. Although I would I will gladly stipulate that. Um, Michigan played Iowa on the road while, while, while Ohio State played Iowa in Columbus. So that's, and that's, I think that's a significant difference. The former, um, it's funny, AJ talked about this a little bit. Um, and although he didn't get the numbers exactly right, um, he laid out how the good, the game would go. And, 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 uh, and, and it turns out he was correct with, with halftime adjustments in place. Um, and that guys might be the best thing that Ryan Day does um, mm-hmm. in in game coaching, um, uh, figuring out what we can fix at halftime and that that short little window and then coming out and executing when the team comes out and executes. Um, and, and that's that is what happened uh, on Saturday. Uh, there were halftime adjustments in place. And and as AJ predicted, Ohio State stepped on the gas and uh, and pulled away. Um, so. There are other tests for Ohio State. Perhaps this weekend we'll <laughs> we'll get again. I keep saying this. We'll get to that. Yes, we um, a brief check in on the Big Red Bears. Um, the uh, Crayola Bowl. Uh, the the Bowl, uh was was actually won by the Big Red Bears by Cornell's uh, Big Red Bears. Woo. Uh, just kind of on a, a a a it's it's absolutely accurate to call it a goal line stand. Um. Uh, there, there was a sack in there. There were, there was a penalty on Brown, um, who, their, their opponent, and they were, they're playing Brown on the road. Um, and they, with, with that win, Cornell is now at four and two, which I, I don't know that anyone would have predicted that the, the, the Ivy league media certainly did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the, the bummer for, Carla and crappy show purposes is that my nephew, uh, who is a, a, a Cornell running back true pal. Um, what, what are the three most not serious yet serious words of football player can, can hear when, when he's in the training room, I'll give you a hint. It's high ankle sprain. Ugh. However, um, he had the sprain early in the game. I, I think he had a, a carry or two. I know, um, uh, and I did not see this uh, in person, but my, my sister said that he had a, a great block on a touchdown run. Um, so, I mean, it's like getting getting back into the thing again. Um, so, but early in the game, uh, suffered the sprain. Uh, we, we saw him. He actually texted his mom during the second half and uh, explained what was going on. Um Brief text with him uh, this week. Say that the ankle is actually feeling pretty good, mm-hmm. so he's hopefully he's only going to miss one game, um, okay. and maybe <laughs> maybe this is one to miss. Uh, this weekend's game is at undefeated, tied for first place in the Ivy League, Princeton. Um, so that's a ouch. That's a scary game. But uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see how he feels. Um, he assures everyone that he is um, taking his uh, training advice and whatever other treatment is going on seriously. Um, and and hopefully we'll see him back in in a couple of weeks. Um, I want to thank AJ. AJ did think to look last week uh, at when in looking at Cornell stats to check on uh, Drew's receiving yardage because that was that was the the, the big play of uh, from two weeks ago that that, yeah. uh, that Drew made in that game and he still at that point he was still wearing that the the brace on his hand so uh, getting that catch in the flat um, turning around and and uh, rumbling for eight yards was a was a very cool thing AJ notices this stuff as as we are all aware <laughs> um, and AJ it is time for AJ's weekly 
uh, tour through the G5 and late night offerings in this week's group of five after dark report. AJ, what, what kind of weirdness are we, or should we expect this weekend? Good evening, everyone. It is your friend AJ with your group of five after dark report. I regret to inform you that it is a gross week. G5 action, few and far between. So what we're going to do is I am going to um, go through random games that interest me of some note. Will they be good? Probably not. Will they? No. In fact, I'm just going to say it now. They're probably going to be incredibly bad football games. Let us start at noon. Because I know that you're probably going to be watching with deep and bated breath as Ohio State and Penn State do battle. I will not be watching that game. You know why? I'm sorry, Carl. I regret to inform you at this time that Ohio State is going to turn Penn State into paste. Um, But we have a game at noon. Uh, You might be thinking, oh, it might be TCU-WVU. Oh, maybe AJ's in his... Nope, nope. Maybe it's Notre Dame and Syracuse. Nope, Syracuse, easy dub. Just putting that out there. No. Arkansas-Auburn? Who knows? Chaos, bombs, hooray. No, no. I, I will be on CBSSN, the Network of Champions, watching Boston College at UConn. Because there's no reason. It's just gross football, and I can't turn away from a car wreck, I guess. Um, we, UConn might actually win. UConn's not bad. They're not good. They're not bad either. Boston College? Also not good kind of bad who's to say let's see you know what i'm here for bowl eligible yukon i guess is what i'm going for uh we're gonna keep scrolling here uh because also uh in the noon time frame we have toledo at emu uh that's for like an early lead in the mac east that's a thing sure let's watch some action the mac has been stupid fun this year and we should watch more of it so let's watch toledo at emu <clears throat> that's on ESPNU. Let's watch that game. That seems fun. Don't watch Rutgers, Minnesota. Don't do that. Um, let's keep scrolling. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. We have a good game. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. We have Cincinnati at UCF. Um, if Cincinnati wins this game, they are almost a complete lock. I believe they still have SMU left on their schedule before the AAC title game. Tulane has a bye week this week. And then they have Cincinnati to finish the season. So it could be, we might be getting Tulane Cincinnati on back-to-back weeks, last game of the season, and then in the AAC championship game. Who is to say? Do not. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to lean into this one. ESPN 2, 3.30 p.m., Northwestern at Iowa. The over-under on this game is 31.5. Hammer the under. Neither one of these teams is good. This is going to be an affront to God. But you know what? Sometimes we have to look at the darkness in order to see the light. Speaking of the light, also at 3.30 p.m. on ESPN3, New Mexico State at UMass. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Go Aggies. Uh, I want to go to their stadium real bad. Somebody sent me a picture of the view from the press box at in in uh, Las Cruces, and it's beautiful. There's just these mountains that sit right over the top of the stands. There's hatch chili. I just want to eat, I just want to eat food and watch New Mexico State football in person. I want to do that. Uh, this one's for Carla. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN Plus, our beloved Robert Morris Colonials, let's go Bobby Moe, uh, are going to Boone to play App State. That's going to be bad for the for our beloved Colonials. Uh, we we love you so much, Bobby Moe, uh, but it's, it's not going to end well for you. Uh, we're going to keep scrolling down because we have... We have some we have some things that we could talk about. The night slate is bad. You get an early night th- you, this week too. Uh, Seven p.m. on uh, as it says here, this thing called the NFL Network. I don't know what that is. Um, Coastal Carolina at Marshall. That's a Sun Belt game. Uh, should be okay. I really need Marshall to show a pulse. Uh, Coastal lost to georgia southern and they're effectively there's their shot at any sort of big game at the end of the season is kind of over they're definitely going to make a bowl they're seven to one so they're bowl eligible uh at bowl season but they uh they have to go to huntington west virginia uh beach chickens have to go to the mountains and it's going to be cold on like halloween 
So probably not going to work out terribly well for them. But that's at 7 p.m. on the NFL Network. Uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. Don't. Don't do it. Um, Can Texas Texas A&M score more than 24 points challenge? You can't. I don't believe you. Uh, 9 p.m. I'm skipping Baylor, Texas Tech. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. We have to talk about Baylor-Texas Tech. Not because that's going to be a good game, because it will be. Because Texas Tech is tough, this is in Lubbock, and Baylor is playing well. But, and I mean that in every single way with an extra T, this is butt bowl. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but BU plays TT. It is butt bowl. So when you see the helmets, you can just giggle the entire game. This will also be a very good football game, but you can also giggle about it. Uh, Give me Texas Tech in an upset. Um, but I really want to go down to 9 p.m. on ESPN Plus. We have Middle Tennessee State at UTEP. Carla, I'm real so real, real sorry. This is this is just me picking against Carla and her interests, like real hard. But the UTEP Bowl Bound Express needs to happen. Okay, they made a bowl last year. We were all excited about it, and then uh, they got to do it again. They need two more wins. Yeah, they have four wins right now. They have two. They need two more wins. Middle, you gotta you gotta you gotta take a loss here. I'm sorry. Uh, at 10.30 on ESPN, we have Stanford at UCLA. Stanford is just going to score 14 points. They are the Iowa, but with their Iowa with money, they're expensive Iowa. Um, they're going to score 14 points. Can UCLA score more than that? Yes. Yes, they can. This is also a night game uh, at the Rose Bowl. That's just delightful. So uh, UCLA is going to run the score up in that one. Finally, uh, 11.59 p.m., Wyoming at Hawaii. Team One Sports app. Uh, I'm going to just, you know what? I'm just going to use this time now to tell you how to watch Hawaii football. Uh, you download the Teams One app on your phone. There's a little, and you find Hawaii football uh, mixed in with like LaGrange College field hockey or whatever. Um, but you'll find Hawaii football. It's in the top list there. You click on that. You watch the, 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 the stream will come up. You have to give them notific- location access because they have to know you're on the mainland because if you're on the islands, you got to pay for pay-per-view for the Hawaii football. That's a real thing. But you uh, you download the app, you hit the share button, you get the little link, and then you copy it and you uh, send it to your computer somehow via email, text message, whatever. And then you can click on that link, give it location access, and then you can watch it on your big screens. That has been your Group of Five After Dark and how AJ watches Hawaii football report. I will be back next week, hopefully with a better slate of games. There's a lot of gross stuff. This is a good scoreboard watching weekend. Like, there's a lot of big games that are happening, but this is also like, what the heck is happening over there sort of things that can go on. Uh, We will see you all next week. AJ, as always, uh, thank you for your contributions and uh, just your general awesomeness. Um, Yes. He actually volunteered to step in this week, too. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, hopefully, and again, I'll I'll explain, but hopefully this won't be a, that won't be a thing I need to do too often. Um, especially I, I should in theory have all the time in the world, but well, it's not, not quite that, it's not quite that easy. Um, <laughs> speaking of time guys, uh, as we generally do, uh, Carl and I go through our picks, uh, in chronological order. Um, however, you will note, um, that while we're, we're doing that largely this week, we are skipping over to, uh, we're skipping over one very large naked weekly game that we're not that we almost always talk about um and that's only because we're saving it for the end um i i'm sure you guys are absolutely in suspense as to what this is like because you you have you you have no idea this week what's coming you have no if if you're if you're watching the show you probably have a bit of a hint don't 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 this is your cue to like go watch the show like like we have we're on youtube too so yes, like go, go watch us on youtube and you'll know exactly what we're talking about you can watch it on youtube i post it to uh, our facebook page every week so also you can you can, yes. you can do it there um but we will not begin there. We will begin at noon on ESPN instead, where the Horny Toads, uh, number seven, Texas Christian University, is at West Virginia. TCU is favored by seven and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a mammoth 69. Um, Carlo, what do you think? Yes, yeah, not quite as high as half a point less than UCLA Oregon last mm-hmm. week. Um, but um, yeah, Horny Toads have beaten four straight ranked opponents. Yeah. And they now control their destiny in the Big 12 mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Um, 
Let me pose a very huge question. Sure. Are we underrating TCU? <sighs> when you look at their body of work right now, and Max Dugan is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You can't no question that. No question. Are um, we underrating TCU sitting at number seven? We might be. Um, and that, that maybe that's a product of of what the Big Twelve has been. Yeah. Uh, the, the past few seasons. Um, I mean, it, you, you can't ignore uh the the run that they've been on uh, just in the last month. Right. Um, as you said, Max, yeah, Max Dugan, uh, his receivers, um, but that, that offense. Wow. And, and that's, and that's not to say that the defense isn't, um, by big 12 standards. That's, that's like world, world class defense. Um, (laughs) we could be, we, we, we really could be. I, I don't know the answer to that question either. Like mm-hmm. that was something as I was going through the statistics and looking at their, their slate and what they have done over the course of the past five games. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I think we might be underrating TCU. And if TCU runs the table, do they deserve the four spot to go to the playoff? Like, I think that's a legitimate conversation that we need to start thinking about um, because we're almost mm-hmm. to the point where we're going to have to have that conversation. Um, if they uh, run the table and win the big 12 and finish mm-hmm. undefeated, are they the number four team in the country? CFP uh, first CFP rankings are next week, just next prior week. prior to us taping the show. So yeah. we will get we will get started with that process. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, West Virginia, they haven't really beaten anybody this year, other than Baylor a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, what intrigues me about this game is that it's in Morgantown. I get that. Like Morgantown always makes things interesting. TCU can't overlook this game. They've got some big games coming up with Texas Tech and Texas in, in following weeks. So this can't be a trap game for them. They need they need a good win here. TCU should win this game. Um, but it could be because of the atmosphere, because of the location, because, you know, p- potential look ahead game. I think this yep. game could be closer than everybody is expecting, but mm-hmm. TCU should get the win here. And then we're going to start having a conversation as to whether or not we're underrating them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I mentioned uh, at, at introducing this game, uh, TCU is, is uh, favored by by a, a touchdown, seven and a half points. Um, I'm I'm actually curious what this line would be if this was a night game in Morgantown. Yeah. Does that yep. does that? I think that that swings the 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 spread back a couple points in in West Virginia's favor. Um, and I'm not, you know, West West Virginia is not in the same class as TCU. I, whether whether or not TCU is un, uh, uh, underrated at this point of the season, West Virginia is not there. But but this is this is a a game that West Virginia could win. Um, I would be I would be I would be more confident in that statement if this if this was a uh, you know the, the seven thirty kickoff. Um, yeah. And and uh, the, the the folks had chance to really get wound up. Um, Either way, it's gonna be a really fun quarterback battle. Yes, um, and and certainly of the games that, that's uh, that we have on our list, um, the the fun index of almost seventy points is. Um, take a look at this one. It should be it should be a good time, whether or not you have a rooting interest. I'm picking TCU, but this this is a game that West Virginia could win. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, at three thirty on Fox, um, we stay in the Big Twelve. Number nine, Oklahoma State at number twenty-two, Kansas State. Uh, K State is favored actually by a point and a half, which is a really dumb spread. Um, also at fifty-six. Um, it, that's a that's for a Big Twelve game. Um, that's that's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, what do you what do you think about this one? Oh, and it's disappointing. And I think it's probably because of the K-State defense, right? Yeah. I think that's what they're accounting for here is that the K-State defense is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that the line is stupid is because the game is in little Manhattan mm-hmm. and that's respecting what, you know, I, I think Oklahoma state would generally be favored here, but strange things happen in little Manhattan, almost as much as strange things happen in Morgantown. Ooh, and this um, is, this is Halloween weekend. It is, Ooh. it is. And, and this, these are two teams that are, you know, need, needing a little bit of a rebound here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the question to me is the K-State defense is good by Big 12 standards. Not as good as TCU. Mm-hmm. We saw that last week. TCU beat them. Um, but K-State's defense is good. Can they slow down Spencer Sanders enough? 
to be able to keep up with them? That's the mm-hmm. big question here, right? Because I mean, Oklahoma State can score a boatload of points. Um, K State generally doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's can can the defense slow them down enough? But K State's really dangerous at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, you that's a huge factor here. Um, I'm picking with my heart. Okay. Okay. And saying because. I love K State mm-hmm. and I love chaos in the Big 12 almost as much. <laughs> yes. Something stupid's going to happen in this game and Kansas State's going to figure out a way to win it. And I don't know, like, it's just a gut thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. I always love K State at home. And when you have a yeah. good K State team and Adrian Martinez plays really well at home, mm-hmm. like, something about this says this is a K State win. I could be completely wrong here, but I'm rooting for chaos. Go power cat. Okay. Okay. Um, I, uh, Adrian Martinez, uh, you, you, you mentioned that name. Um, that, that of course, of course is K-State's quarterback who had been a quarterback at Nebraska. He for, spent 17 years at Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say it was, uh, it was something like that. Um, uh, you know, handed off the ball to got the ball from Turner Gill and, and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Um, Adrian Martinez, uh, left the game last week, uh, fairly early on with an injury. Uh, I have read again, this is early in the week. Uh, we uh, we're recording on Tuesday night as we generally do um, that he is uh, uh, going to be a game time decision for this week. If I the waffling like this makes me nuts. Um, and I think I'm, I'm, I mean, my, my pick officially, I think is going to be Kansas state. If Martinez is playing, I, I I have no hesitation in picking K State to win this. If he's not, yeah, uh, I uh, that could still happen. And I, I really I am like you. I um I, I love the program. I I think uh the the stuff that they come up with at home uh is is really impressive sometimes. Um, so I'm I'm gonna pick him either way. Um, but I would feel a whole lot better about this if, if I knew for sure that Adrian Martinez is going to be the guy for, for the Wildcats on Saturday. So yeah. go purple Panthers, what something Park like it. that. Park it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, next, uh, three 30, also at three 30 on the, uh, one and only ACC network, the mythical, ACC the network. mythical ACC network. <laughs> uh, number 10, Wake Forest at Louisville. Wake is favored by four. There's an AJ fund index attached to this one of 62 points. We like that. That's good. Um, Carlo, what do you think? Is this a trap game for Wake? I mean, it kind ah. of is because mm-hmm. Wake has three straight ranked opponents after this, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder where where the where the Deacons um heads are going to be in this game but you cannot take louisville lightly this is a louisville team that's played really really well the last two weeks Mm -hmm. um although that being said quarterback malik cunningham is also the cardinals leading rusher Mm, we've heard this before we've heard this before um if your quarterback is your leading rusher Uh mm -hmm. that's not 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 so good it's not Not so so good. good um so that being said, I Sam Hartman still the quarterback that we thought he was going to be. They've had some really great games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wake is the pick here, um, but you do have to wonder whether or not Wake is going to be looking ahead towards the gauntlet that they have ahead of them over the course of the next three weeks. Um, but this should be a Wake win mm-hmm. fairly comfortably. So I'm going to take the Demon Deacons. Okay, um, I'm going the same way as well. I, I uh, and, and and kind of for the same reason. Um, if if I, you couldn't blame Wake for for thinking about the stretch run that they have ahead of them, and you know the taste of the ACC title game last last year. Um, why 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 not go back? Let's let, why not wrap that up? But if they if they're looking ahead, this this could be a problematic game. Um, and and Louisville in in the last couple of weeks is uh, trending in the correct direction. Yeah, uh, with sure. a, a conference win on the road at UVA and. Uh, and man, they they thumped Pitt. That it that I, looking at highlights, I didn't feel like the game was as close as the even the score would would, would indicate. So, um, yeah. this could be fun game. 
this could be a tightish game, um, but this this should be um, if if the, the the demon deacons are present, uh, this should be a a wake win as well. Um, a start of a killer nighttime slate uh, at seven p.m. ESPN, number 19, Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. The Vols are favored by 12 and a half with an AJ fund index of a respectable 63 and a half points. <sighs> Carla, what do you think? Stop me if you've heard this one. Hmm. Is this a trap game for the Vols? Trap um, game. You just, yeah. You I just, just mentioned, mentioned that, that right? Yeah. This is trap game week, apparently, because here <laughs> we are bringing a really good Kentucky team into Neyland Stadium and who the Vols have next week. Um, Georgia, right? Oh, yeah. And they're good. They were. And they're real good. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to wonder what the mentality is of Tennessee because, you know, obviously they beat um, Alabama and mm-hmm. then, you know, they cruised past UT Martin last week. And so they're up big time. They're number three in the country. Mm-hmm. You cannot overlook a Kentucky team that loves nothing more than to play spoiler. They've done it time and time and time again, this Kentucky yeah. football team, when they're not expected to win, they sneak up and bite you. And this is another opportunity where that could happen. Um, Do we need a Kentucky postulate somewhere in here? Maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, they, 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 they fit that. They fit that. Oh well, yeah. Okay. They fit that role though. They do. Uh, often often yeah and they love to play spoiler in the sec like that's that's their mm-hmm. thing um and the kentucky defense is real good mm-hmm. um but is it good enough we had the same conversation a couple games back right is it good enough to slow down the hendon hooker offense mm-hmm. um because kentucky doesn't have the same prolific offense right so no. you're gonna have to really kind of keep that under control on paper this is a UT win. I think Kentucky keeps this close um, until maybe the third quarter, kind of what we talked about with Iowa last week with, mm-hmm. your, with your Buckeyes, right? I think the game is close at halftime. People are sitting on their hands in Neyland. I think I think the Vols figure out a way in the second half to put Kentucky away, but this game is uncomfortable for the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Vols ultimately win and set up one heck of a football game for next week. Okay. Okay. I, I actually, I have a hard time and this, this kind of fits into the, the, the Kentucky conundrum or, or postulate or whatever we were going to call, call this. Um, but you, you actually, you have a difficult time with figuring out week to week, week to week, who Kentucky is, um, yeah. you know, uh, two weeks ago, lost two straight conference games. Um, and, and, and one of those was a home loss to South Carolina, which maybe seems a little better now that they, they beat Texas a or or maybe not. Uh, maybe that's not <laughs> such a big deal this year. Um, but then they bounce back and, and, uh, and handle Mississippi, Mississippi state on the road. Um, which, which guy, which team's coming, which Wildcats team is coming to, to, uh, to Knoxville, uh, Mark Stoops. Um, if you have questions about Kentucky, you don't probably have similar questions about Tennessee. After you know what we've seen uh, recently, and what what this team has evolved into, um, a team that can not only keep up with but but pass Alabama, um, handled Tennessee Martin. Is Martin doing okay? Is he is he recovering from that? Have you heard? I'll check my sources. Okay, yeah, please. I, I mean, that's something you know we don't we don't get to hear from Martin very often, and um, you know that, that was that was kind of an ugly game. So we're just we're making we want to make sure that Martin's okay. Um, not having a hard time about figuring out what Tennessee is this year. And um, that they are clearly one of the best teams in the SEC. If, if not the best, that's uh that is the thing we can talk about next week, but um, they, they will win this one. Uh, and in the end, I think pretty, pretty easily. I was looking to see the status of Will Lovis um, mm-hmm. because I forgot to look that up before we started recording mm-hmm. um, because he's had a number of injuries this, this, um, season so far yes. um, and it looks like based on what I've seen that he should be able to go but I mean he's had a shoulder injury he's dislocated mm-hmm. a finger um, and he's had um, an ankle injury as well so he's been battling a lot of injuries he hasn't really been in 100% all season and mm-hmm. so I think that influences this as well if you had a 100% healthy Will Levis this game is hella interesting yes um, but if he's not fully at 100% then that I, I think he's I think false Similar situation to to K State um, and and Adrian Martinez, I think. Uh, yep. Levis, if uh, reasonably healthy, um, 
versus Levis not healthy or not playing, um, Kentucky's an entirely different team in those yep. in those situations. Um, odd placement for this one, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Seven p.m. on the NFL Network, Coastal Carolina at Marshall. Uh, Marshall is favored by two and a half points. Uh, with an AJ Fund index of 555 e, 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 to 55 and a half points. I, I just, I, the history the show has with Coastal. Yes. Um, Beach chickens. The odd season that Marshall has had. I just, I, I looked at this game and I'm like, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think? Yeah, it is interesting because, you know, we, we joked on the show last week that like, um, the two teams that have beaten Notre Dame only had wins over Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. Stanford and Marshall. Yes. Um, and Marshall went ahead last week and picked up a win over James Madison. So now they have two FBS wins. They have wins over Notre Dame and James Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, how did they beat James Madison? They kind of like ran all over them, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's what that's Marshall, what a that's what a herd does. That's what a herd does, right? Yeah. So Marshall likes to run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, Coastal, our beloved beach chickens from the from the COVID year of twenty twenty. <laughs> um, you know, the herd's defense is good enough mm-hmm. to slow them down. It is possible that the herd defense can slow them down. Coastal lost two weeks ago. They're coming off of a bye. Mm-hmm. Coastal lost two weeks ago to Old Dominion who ran all over Coastal's defense. Mm. Coastal's defense, not great. Marshall mm. likes to run the football. Mm. That explains the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Coastal is the more complete team here, and they are the pick, but this is this is a game that if you like that undercard of college football, yes. keep your eyes on this one. Um, have your thumb ready to flip to the NFL network of all places for this game, but like... I have I have red zone bookmark, but I don't think I have the actual network. NFL network. We didn't get red zone it. this year, so have I have it. I have NFL network in my favorites. So yeah, okay. There you go. Um because I've been watching like their game day stuff instead mm-hmm. of um red zone. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, this game is intriguing. Um keep an eye on this one. If Marshall keeps it close, flip it on, have it on the flip, have it on your thumb. Um because this is a game that if Marshall establishes its run game, that it could cause our beach chickens. um i'm gonna take coastal carolina they're the more complete team here you can't pick against grace and mccall um but keep an eye on this one this game is part two of of me somehow uh falling into some weird west virginia black hole football mothman halloween weekend i don't know what it is um but but both you know the wvbu game and this game caught my eye um, I just, I, I, I agree that the, the, the beach chickens are, are, are the better team. I just, I did the, the spark, the magic that happened in 2020. This is, this is not that, um, for, from, I, I just, I, it feels different to me. Um, you know, and it's 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 the the, the same bizarre offense and uh, maybe the same players and and it's I, I but I just I don't I don't feel like that that the magic that existed back then is is uh, is is still available this year. Um, and as I stated previously, um, you know, a, a, a college football team in West Virginia playing at night on Halloween weekend, yeah. weird, weird wild uh, uh, johnny carson weird wild stuff um i'm picking the hurt at home on halloween eve eve to beat the beach chickens that's my i'm yeah that's what we're doing that's what we're doing um (laughs) i I have i don't i don't have anything logical to say about that game it that is it is 100 just sort of feeling but that is my feeling. Um, I have a feeling about this next one. I have I have many feelings about this next one. Seven thirty on ABC. Michigan State at Michigan. Um, is favored by twenty two and a half points. An AJ Fund index of a not a, a not fun fifty four point four. Yeah. 
What'd you think? That feels appropriate. Um, <laughs> I think I think the most important thing I have to say about this game is that strange things can happen in rivalry mm. games. We've seen mm. it happen time and time again. But mm. Sparty defense. Ooh. It's and that's so weird. Bad. Like to say that, yes. Woefully bad. Um, and it is so weird to say that. Again, stranger things, right? Maybe that's the th- maybe that's the theme for the show this week. Calling uh, uh, okay. stranger things. Okay. Um, giving up more than 420 yards per game, bad. Mm-hmm. Like you don't hear that with a Michigan State defense ever, right? This is just a really, really bizarre year for for Michigan State. Um, meanwhile, their offense is only netting 350 yards per game, so they're giving mm-hmm. up almost 100 yards more than they are gaining, and that's just like upside down world. Um, for Michigan State, um. Unfortunately, I have seen firsthand what the Michigan defense can do to an offense. Um, Yes. And that Michigan defense is real good. Um, And going up against the Michigan State offense, that's just kind of okay. Eh. Team up eh. north is the pick here, unfortunately. I hope that because it's a rivalry game, because they've got the primetime spot on on ABC, that this Mm -hmm. game can be entertaining. But I have a hunch that, like, if this is a if this is a Fowler Herb Street game, like uh, that, I hope sh- that they, should be too. It yeah. should be depending on where I don't remember where game day is going this week. Um, it should be the the Fowler Herb Street game. Um, if it is, I hope they have a lot of material ready because they might need it by the third quarter. <laughs> uh, game game day was going game day was going to uh, Jackson State. Hang out with Prime, Coach Prime. Okay. Um, so it no. could be that could be the Fowler Herb Street game. That could be. I don't know when that's on the schedule. I, that's something I'll do. We can put in the notes or something like that. I don't know, but, but I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I know the answer to this question, um, and it's it's actually fairly easy. I, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Mel Tucker. This is not at all what you would expect from him. It is not at all part of his, his uh, coaching history. Yeah. Um. And this one, maybe, maybe there's a chemistry issue somewhere because there are, he, he was as busy in the, uh, in the portal as anybody in the country. Um, but for, for whatever reason, uh, the guys he brought in this year, at least not at this, at this point, um, they are not the solution. And I, I could, you know, if I was a Michigan state fan, I would maybe go as far as to suggest that somewhere in there is the problem, but that's neither here nor there. I think Mel Tucker's. I think Mel Tucker is going to be fine at Michigan State if he mm-hmm. is allowed the time to uh, kind of get that turned around and and uh, figure it out. Um, uh, Jimmy's going to be more than fine on Saturday. Um, there, there are weird. Yes, there are weird things that have happened in this series. There are weird things that happen in rivalry games. Um, but Jimmy got one monkey off his back last year. Uh, he's going to get this one as well on Saturday. Um, and that's great. <laughs> uh, 7.30 on the SEC Network, a wholly owned subsidiary of ESPN. Number 15 Ole Miss at Texas A&M. Note, Texas A&M is unranked. Yes. On the last weekend in November. Uh, the Rebels are only favored by two and a half points. Um, the Daisy Fun Index of a not fun fifty-five. Uh, I'm. I guess I put this game up here to, for like the you know the Jimbo unemployment watch, but I, yeah. I'm. I mean, it's that's sort of why it's interesting because Texas A&M is just putrid this, at this point. Uh, yuck, they're awful. Well, and I don't remember who who wrote the story, but there was something in the Athletic. Um right after i think it was a sunday post maybe it was a monday morning on um the culture at texas a&m right now is just Mm -hmm. absolutely in the garbage Mm -hmm. um you know they just had three players suspended indefinitely for various reasons um and as they noted only one of them was really kind of a factor like to actually get see playing time on the field Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. doesn't matter that's the culture of your locker room right um and that uh, everything Texas A&M has lost three straight. 
They lost last week embarrassingly to South Carolina. Now, so that's not discrediting South Carolina. South Carolina is putting themselves together a really nice season. That's true. Um, and I was, I was, I was sort of dismissive of them earlier when I was uh, talking about uh, Kentucky. But that's yeah, they 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 put together a nice season. It, it, very quietly. Nobody's really paying attention to what they're doing, right? And maybe that's because the, the quality of competition just hasn't quite been there yet. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're sitting at five and two right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's not a terrible place to be. Um, you know, Texas A&M having problems with off, you know, off-field issues with player suspensions. Is Jimbo on a short leash? You know, I we had that conversation via text message after they lost to South Carolina. Like, mm-hmm. does Jimbo survive Sunday? You know, obviously he has. Um, the Aggies desperately need a win in this mm-hmm. game and if there's any bright spot for texas a&m in this game they're playing at home and they're playing an Ole Miss team that's reeling a bit after being upset by lsu last week mm-hmm. um, which i don't think really anybody saw we didn't talk um, about that and that was that was, that was some thumpage by the way that it that was. was that was not a not an especially close game no and so that which was kind of surprising i mean we mm-hmm. didn't talk about that game last week because i think we all kind of dismissed it um and you know and lsu has been inconsistent right mm-hmm. and so that's why we dismissed it and so to see that kind of win lsu starting to put it together it's like okay well that makes the sec west even more intriguing thank you yes. very much um if we've got an lsu team that's starting to fix some of the mistakes that they're making in the early part of the season mm-hmm. um Ole miss is the pick here mm-hmm. they're the more complete team um if Ole miss wins this game and texas a&m loses four straight is that the end of the Fisher Jimbo era? What's his buyout? Like I didn't look into the numbers, right? Like I, I mean, to me, that's kind of the. We could be having this conversation next week as to who the next head coach at Texas A&M is. I, I think... don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I, I, I think Jimbo would be really good on TV. I, just saying, would be. Just saying. Um, As would I, Saban if he ever decided, you know, hanging up. Which I don't he would be different. He would be good in a different way. You almost want him, uh, like in the studio dissecting defenses. Yep. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. the, you yeah. don't Jimbo. However, Jim Jimbo could could be in the booth for a game, um, and maybe, maybe he'll get that chance. Um, I don't. I don't know what it would take. I don't know what it would take for for Texas A and M to fire him given what they've been through already this season. Um, but just how this game sets up, I, I suspect we're going to find out because uh, this is, I, 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 his team is a mess. Um, Old Miss has been playing solid ball last weekend, notwithstanding. Um, I, I, they, I think they bounce back. Uh, from from uh, from uh, the, the Bayou, and uh, they beat the Aggies on the road, and then we'll see what happens. Um, I suspect not not so good for Jimbo uh, with with uh, another another loss on the docket. This one is the last one, um, and this is the one that we're sort of ignoring uh, our chronological order as we do occasionally on Big Nude. Number two, Ohio State at number 13, Penn State. Ohio State is favored by 15 and a half points. Uh, the AJ Fund Index is a promising 61. Um, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? I can go first. Do, do you want to do you want the I, final word here? I, no, I can go, I can go first. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, because okay, first of all, I need to recap one very important thing um yeah. from last week's game against Minnesota, and that is the fact that yet again it holds true that since I have moved to Nashville, anytime I get to watch a game with my dad in person, Penn State wins. Um, so that record holds up. And and as referring to last weekend, not just wins, that was that was a great Impressive. win. That was it a great was a win. Huge win. Yeah. Um and the recipe there is, you know, I, I put here in my notes, Penn State has shown us both how to win a big game last week at, against Minnesota mm-hmm. and how not to win a game mm-hmm. against Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. And so the big question is which team shows up on Saturday. Okay. Um, Sean Clifford, the, here's, how, here's how Penn State wins the game, right? Sean Clifford needs to avoid mistakes and look for his tight ends. That's how they beat Minnesota, right? Yes. They found, he found his tight ends early. That, lev- that opened up the ability to go deep. It also opened up the run game because I said that that was one of my concerns about going against Minnesota, which yeah. was really good against the run. 
Clifford was able to open up that defense. They were persistent with the run game and Nick Robertson just kind of ran free at one point. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that was the end of that. Um, again, the game was close in the first half. They were resilient. Um, so even against a really, really tough run defense, because we know that's what we're going to face against Ohio state, mm-hmm. the run game has to be persistent even if it's not successful early on, you cannot abandon the run because that's where Penn state gets its mojo, right? Mm -hmm. It's those young running backs. So Clifford's going to be the key here. Mm -hmm. Find the tight ends, keep that run game going. Even if you're only getting two or three yards per carry, because you cannot abandon the run and put this whole game on Clifford's shoulders. It's not going to work. It's going to end poorly. Um, And we've, we've seen that over the last, you know, seven or eight years, however long he's been the starter. However long he's been there, yeah, right. But seriously, if he if he if if he has time, if he's able, um, if the if Penn State offense is able to to kind of take the pressure off of him, yep. Um, that's that's when he's really scary, right? And that's what he did last week against Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? He it it was a the most balanced play calling that we have seen, um, out of this Penn State offense in quite some time, um. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that was they, they called a good game. Defensively, secondary's got to be ready, mm-hmm. and and that's been the kind of question mark on on occasion with Penn State is their secondary just hasn't always been there. They they've made some good plays when they need to, but they're not consistent in the mm-hmm. way that they play. Secondary has to be ready on every play. Penn State's defense has to slow down Ohio State's offense just enough to give them a chance because you're not going to stop them. You just have to give them a speed bump, right? Mm-hmm. Um to bring that scoring total down so that you have a chance to keep up with them. That's what they couldn't do against Michigan. The The Penn State defense failed that test against Michigan. They were not able to slow down the Michigan offense. They just they got def- deflated early on and were just never able to do that. So you're going up against an even more prolific offense. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The fact that this game is at home and not on the road plays in, plays in Penn State's favor mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, of course... Like you have to ask who I'm picking in this game, right? I do. Um, I, I'm I'm wearing the damn shirt. <laughs> um, I I even dug out the shirt from the '90s for this game. Um, the Kijana Carter days. If you can't go. see it, it is it's a, a awesome like uh like home field worthy retro shirt um it is it, yeah it, which it, is why it, i didn't buy cool. a home field shirt yet because this one's better right it's got like the round football logo mm-hmm. on it. um mm-hmm. you know it's it and it's worn because i've actually had it since the 90s um <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> so right, i wore this shirt in high school nice. um i dug it out of the bottom of the drawer i wear it on, on football weekends when the game's really important i wore it against auburn and it worked and it worked big time yeah so this is the shirt i'll be wearing on saturday um for this game, I do wish this game was at night. I do wish this game was the whiteout. I understand why they did it the way that they did it. Um, but that being said, Clifford's got to be patient. He's got to find his tight ends. Don't abandon the run. Secondary, mm-hmm. be ready. Mm-hmm. Those are the keys to victory. Penn State messes everything up and wins at home. Ah. Dear God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a huge ask. Like that's, I guess I get it. Like it, you know. Like I have my hesitations yes. on this game. Um, yes. is, this is a hell of an ask out of this team, um, especially after what they did against Michigan, which was nothing. Um, I, do I have the confidence that they're able? They're going to be able to beat the number two team in the country? No, I don't. But we've seen how to do it now, and we've they- seen that this this team is capable of making this game really really interesting and so why the heck not they are they're capable of doing more than making it interesting they're they're capable of winning this game um and and uh i was super stoked to see them play the way they did against minnesota last week um because it's like oh god they figured it all out oh this is not good oh the two running oh how many tight ends how (sighs) So uh, nothing, nothing whole lot that's, that's especially helpful for my football-related anxieties. Um, uh, and it, this actually may have more to do with with my with my my college football anxieties and my college football brain. But you know that that was the that was my my takeaway from from Penn State last week. They they can do this, um, and the fact that they're playing at home, yeah, not a night, uh, not a whiteout, not a night game, but. Um, you know the the 
the, the the Fox News slot is slowly kind of building on me and 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 I think probably everybody else and it's like okay this is this is where where the big boy games uh happen a lot of the time now um and Nittanyville is still a thing regardless of game time mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um this is the first game the first game uh of the season since Notre Dame which is a kind of a, a funny thing to say now um yeah. but this is the first game of the season since then that I thought going into the weekend Ohio State could lose um I, I'm 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 obviously I'm confident. Uh, obviously, Ohio State is uh, having a, a pretty special year so far. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to this. I, I told you that I, last weekend I was looking forward to see what Ohio State's offense could do against a defense as good as Iowa's. Um, there, there's some of that this week, although I, I think Iowa's D is better overall than than penn states um but that's that's still a test it is still a test for the offense i'm especially curious to see what happens with ohio state's defense uh against what i i think is the best offense that we've seen this season um uh the you get a little notre dame uses tight ends um uh michael meyer on halloween weekend that's not his actual name, and I know that, and I don't care because it's not as funny. Um, so we've Ohio State seen that a little bit, uh, but not to the, to the degree that Penn State uh, did did last week for sure. Um, having not one, having a Mister Inside and Mister Outside at tailback uh, for Penn State is a is its own challenge. Mm-hmm. And then if 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 either of those things get going, as you pointed out, um, that's when Clifford's dangerous. Uh, right. and, and, you know, we make fun of him about being uh, breakable and, and, you know, someone sneezing on him and he has to miss six weeks. But, um, if he has that, if he has that opportunity, uh, where a defense sort of has to, to, to back off a little bit and, and, uh, give him some time, mm, uh, that's a challenge and it's going to, and it is the biggest challenge that, that the Ohio State's defense is, will, will have uh, seen so far this year. Um, Yes, I'm picking Ohio State. Uh, weird, as as we've said before, weird things happen, and in, in rivalry games, weird things happen in settings like this. Um, there have been uh, more than once I've I have turned on or gone to an Ohio State, Penn State game, thinking, feeling pretty confident, and then going home disappointed because, whoops, something happened. So, uh, football anxieties, they're they're. They're up here. Maybe we need to come up with like a, a Mike Ohio State football anxiety index to go along with the AJ Fund index. It would be high. It would be high. Um, but uh, this this is a really, really good test for Ohio State. Um, and I will pretty much be uh, I, I, w- I would be thrilled to, to see a, 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 a confident um, win. That, and then that may not happen. It may, may, may be, this may be another tight game and, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, for right now, picking Ohio State, feeling great. Woo! Okay, boys and girls, <laughs> you can hear the Carly and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube or on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please, please subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind your own damn business. Um, and be sure to come back next week. Uh, when we will get all of this stuff wrong once again. <laughs> and one we... of us is going to be really happy. One of us is not going to be happy. True. So we'll see how it's that true. goes. Well, true. We, we usually handle that stuff pretty well, but um, yeah. it's, it's, it's just bound to happen. Next uh, week will be the guaranteed one of us hates college football week. That's a, that, that always happens. Uh, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. We can just go ahead and I'm just going to hang. I'm going to pencil that into next week's. Okay. Um, one final thing. Carla? Yeah, I got I got way more than one final thing. There's, okay. I got, like, I got a bunch of really quick hit things, of things that caught my attention on the schedule this weekend. Um, then you should, by all means, go for it. So really fast, noon Eastern ABC, Notre Dame at number 16 Syracuse. Following up on the is Syracuse good conversation, um, they lost a, they lost a Clemson at home or, mm-hmm. you know, at Clemson on the road at Clemson um, in a close game. Hung, hung with Clemson largely for that. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, this is a game the Orange 
should win at home. Can they? We will find out. Again, we keep feeling like asking, is Syracuse good? Um, they lost last week. This is a game that they should win. Mm-hmm. Can they close out um, a, a national brand like Notre Dame at home? Mm-hmm. Um, 3.30 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. My alma mater, Robert Morris Colonials at Appalachian State. You know, in case you want to watch my alma mater get absolutely torched on national television. <laughs> because, unfortunately, that's probably what's going uh... to happen here. Bobby Mo football not doing so great this year. Haven't won a game yet this season. This is a huge ask of them. They don't play in the same level, right? At no. Robert Morris plays yeah. um, in the old one double A. Um, now they're F- FCS. Um, yeah, this is a game Appy State's probably going to win big. But hey, if you wanted to see Robert Morris football on a national stage, they're there. Here you go. It's they're there for you. Um, you have to mention Florida, Georgia, right? 3.30 Eastern on CBS. It's the cocktail party. Strange I, things happen in rivalry games. They do. They Particularly do. when Georgia's got UT next week, is this a look ahead game for Georgia? It's a rivalry game. I wouldn't think so, but keep your eye. There's a lot of good games at 3:30. Keep your eye on yeah, this one. Don't are. don't focus your attention here. This should be a Georgia win. But you know, if this game's interesting in the third quarter, keep it on the flip. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, as AJ warned us all last week, I have a late night ahead of me because my MTSU Blue Raiders are at UTEP at nine o'clock Eastern. Oh hell. How, are ESPN you going to make it? Plus. Will that will that be like a nap required, or do you will you will you make it up through that one? Or caffeinate? I I don't know if I'm going to make yeah. it past halftime in that game. That's a super late game for me, so we'll see. It's on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've got a long day of college football ahead of me. Okay, there are worse things. Well, noon a uh, noon like huge game at noon, and then mm-hmm. MTSU at nine. Like I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna need a lot of caffeine. <laughs> the, That's the a, grab that your coffee day. tweet. Like I'm gonna yes. need to like retweet the grab your coffee tweet at like four o'clock. Okay, we will be looking forward to that. Okay. Um, I did want to explain briefly what uh, what the deal is with me and why I wasn't here last week. Um, I you guys are aware I work in the newspaper business in Pittsburgh. Um, if you uh, Google Pittsburgh newspaper strike. You will find out what it is that um, I am doing and not doing uh, for however long this takes. Um, I, I really, uh, it, I'm, we're, we're out. I, I'm not working. Um, this has been surprisingly busy for the first couple of weeks. Um, it was sort of an abrupt thing. So we're trying to put into place uh, a lot of the architecture that generally you would want to have prepared uh, weeks ahead of, of something like this. So not a big deal. It just means we're, we're really busy. And, uh, and I, I really appreciate um, AJ and Carla stepping up last week when I was just like, I, I had zero bandwidth for college football or, or to get ready for this or, or anything else. Um, and they jumped in and, and handled it. And as I, as I said uh, at the outset of the show, um, handled it with, uh, it, it turned into one of the best shows that uh, we've done. They've done. We've done. Who did this? Um, <laughs> one of the best Carl and crappy shows that uh, that that I've I've listened that I've heard for a while. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, it's possible that could happen again. I have no idea. Um, and I that's not. I'm not saying that in the our normal show context, but I just I don't. So uh, this is a very very new thing for me. Um, as it is with most of my colleagues, and we'll see. But for right now, college football is a fantastic refuge from the real world, which is just which has suddenly become especially complicated, um, more so than usual. And uh, man, as long as I, I have, I can squeeze out some time for this every week. I'm I want to keep doing it because I need it. I need I need to do this. Um, and I learned last week about how much longer it takes to prep for a show when you're the one that has to drive the car. <laughs> there is that. So I have a greater appreciation for you sitting in the driver's oh, seat you. every week because, um, yeah, that took me like, that was like a three hour prep. <laughs> um, yeah. to get everything ready and, and get my notes ready and talk with AJ and AJ was great as always. We appreciate mm-hmm. him jumping in on the, you know, last minute kind of thing. Um, and you know, he kind of coached me through it. We actually, you didn't know this. We actually had a game plan in place in case you couldn't do the show this week as to how we were going to handle the show this week. And so we actually kind of oh, that's put cool. that plan in place. Um, so, so we need to do it again. Um, Welcome to the first ever Carla and Crappy show, not hosted by Carla or Crappy. That was the way we, yeah, we were going to flip it. Okay, um, so that's cool. Gonna, 
he was gonna drive the car and I was gonna stick into my usual role and so we we're gonna go that route so um but yeah thank you AJ for jumping in that was a lot of fun and um well I, I, I last week I, I ripped the emeritus title off of his title again he's back yes. to the interim co-host and yes. so um so we'll have to have him back on in studio again. Uh, I like I, I like that the 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 McAfee reference um and the thing that he said about I show up I have fun and then I leave and and that's <laughs> accurate yeah that's what uh, AJ totally. has, that's the role AJ has had like since he started being on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe maybe there's a, a you know like a, a McAfee uh, belt or something we can get for him right I don't, I don't know what it is but um I, I think that was that was an appropriate assessment of of uh, his role. Um, maybe I'm just going to take a week off just to see what it's like as with, with him as host. So I might, I might squeeze that in here sometime, like when Ohio State <laughs> plays Northwestern. Yeah, I was going to say, like, not this week. This week was too important. I'm really glad not, to hear this week. Not this week, no. <laughs> not this week, no. Carla. OH. We are. <laughs> I dig it. I totally dig it. Guys, um, Enjoy your Penn State, Ohio State game. Uh, enjoy your games. Enjoy the games that we've talked about because there are a lot of fun ones coming up this week. Excuse yeah. me, this weekend. Um, thank you, as always, for watching. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Cheers. Beat Be- Michigan. Michigan. Yeah.